I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Well, hello, listeners. It's another episode of Thriving Matters, and I have got a rock star from Canada to talk to you today. <laughs> hello, Trevor Blondell. <laughs> How are hey. you? <laughs> I am awesome. I am excited awesome. to be on your podcast. Look, it is an absolute pleasure. So thank you. Now, you know, Canada is one of my favourite countries, and a lot of other people, uh, I'm not the only one. But I'm really interested, Trevor. I know that you have a sensational morning routine. So my first question for you, as always, because we interview and talk to extraordinary people on the Thriving Matters podcast, my first question this morning is, what puts a smile on your face when you get up each day? It doesn't come naturally because I think all of our thoughts can can go into a negative direction naturally. So it's having that intention and and uh, I like to exercise in the morning. So I go to a boot camp at 5.30 in the morning here, and it's a, it's a positive group. And before that, I'll usually do a little bit of meditation. And then right after that, a little bit of journaling. And, you know, I kind of think about those two things that you and I talked about, Carrie, which was, you know, what's your intentions for the day? And then what are you grateful for? You can journal a little bit around that, and then you can kind of come back to that through the day. Yeah, it puts a smile on my face because it's just, it gets me set. And I have that that vision I have that outlook and uh, it just starts things off well and I'm, I'm excited each day I wake up and when I skip that routine you know I might get away with it that morning uh, but then I, I find I miss it and it's definitely become something that uh, I'm addicted to <laughs> I was going to say it becomes an addiction doesn't it yeah yes. and more and more I'm hearing a lot of men tell say that they journal which is an interesting thing because, you, you know, many, many years ago, it would have been that it was sort of seen as a female um, pursuit, being able to sit down and write. Um, but now more and more, it shows probably my age, but uh, it, it is more and more now that men are, are saying, look, I actually take time to, to journal, to actually sit down and reflect on what it is that I am intending to do and what it is that I'm grateful for. So thanks for sharing that. A boot camp yeah. at 5.30 in the morning in winter in Canada would be pretty nippy. Trevor, you have a, a huge amount of experience in the manufacturing area, and I'm sure you have some key lessons that you've learned over many years. And I know that you have started your own business, and so moving through all your different career pathways, I'm sure there's been a few key learnings for you. So I'd like to tap into those today and glean some of your insights. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my learnings have, have come from my mistakes. And 20 years ago, if I was journaling, probably would have been in a better mindset and, and made some better choices uh, on how I show up. And I really was fascinated with the manufacturing field and I've always enjoyed it. And then I also see a lot of gaps in it and it was a lot of turnover. I see uh, stress and burnout 
and I, I'm worried about the field moving forward. And that was part of the reason it really inspired me to go off on my own was I saw a lot of smaller companies that don't have access to that type of training or coaching. Uh, they don't have like a corporate facility that does that. And then it's hard to find someone with boots on the ground experience. Uh, and I, I like that. I like being on the floor and dealing with, uh, with real problems. So that, that's really what I've really learned and through a lot of research and writing is that there's just this showing up gap that I had so many blind spots. I mean, I still do today. It's, it's, <laughs> they're just less. <laughs> and I just, I, I can see them more and then I can choose to do better tomorrow. Yeah, and the uh, the interesting insights because whilst you're looking back on your manufacturing experience in the manufacturing field, sorry, um, you're also looking at the human side of employment. And with our current state of anxiety over artificial intelligence and how much that is replacing individuals in their work in the workplace, the fallout for people when they are surprised or they're made redundant or they've decided to leave is that the human side is missed. Now we all know that change occurs and has to occur within organisations, whether they're large or small. My understanding is that it's crucial to treat your people well with some respect and compassion and empathy whilst the change is happening. And that is often not the case. So there is a great deal of room, I believe, to reskill ourselves in how do we care for each other and then also look to, well, one of our basic needs is employment. How do we share our resources so that we all have a standard of living that is fair? It should be that we all have an opportunity and often that's, that's the case. I came, as you know, from a large educational organisation and over the years watched a lot of change happen and I look back on it and go, wow, the opportunity was there to treat people with some more humility and show up to be the best that the organisation could be and how those people left the organisation to go on to something new. So was there a defining moment for you that led you to move from employment into starting up your own business? Yeah, there's definitely, uh, as the company I was working for was growing larger and larger, became less creativity. And as businesses grow, I mean, and, and then technology grows. I mean, the technology in manufacturing and, and controls and with all the web-based applications, it's getting better and better so quickly, so fantastic. People get promoted and they're smart people, but there's this showing up gap. And the biggest one that I find, and the one that bothers me the most, is not having the conversation with a performance issue. And it's about come back to the people thing. It comes back to the relationships. And the technical skills are being taught and grown. And just the skill to say, hey, Trevor, you know, you ex I expected this to be done yesterday. It's not done today. Can we talk about that? And I have this thing around, you know, judgment is poison. And when we talk to someone and we're talking about someone else and then we'll say, you know what, this individual isn't performing and, you know, this is a problem and it needs to be addressed. And a lot of times I'll say, well, what did the person say when you sat down one-on-one -on -one and talked to them? Well, I mentioned it to them. And it's kind of like, well, 
What do you mean you mentioned it to them? Like, did you sit down and really investigate that problem and be curious on why the report wasn't done or why this didn't get completed? And instead, people are just getting fired without having that conversation. And it's just, it's a problem. And I think it's a problem in manufacturing. It drives the stress because people are wondering, am I going to get fired? Because we set this protocol of, of not having the courage or the skill. I'm not sure what it is yet. I just know that it's a recurring problem. And uh, I'm definitely on a, on a path to help solve that. I think you're spot on because in Australia, we often call oh, uh, conversations about performance, oh, those difficult conversations or those hard conversations. But I like to think of them as genuine conversations where there's no blame, but there's productivity at the end of it, where the manager or the, the peer who you're working with says to you, well, hey, how can I support you in this? What can I do for you? That's, that's my job as a leader in all this. And I believe it's totally unethical to let somebody go, go, go for years and years in a job and then all of a sudden pull the plug on them and then they find out that they haven't been working to the level that they were required. I think that is actually totally unfair. For me, it's a moral and ethical issue. And there's happening a lot, I believe, in uh, organisations because the skill to have these types of conversations around performance is under underdone. And we need, and you're spot on, we need to have that, we need to be able to skill people up in them. And that's why the emotional intelligence aspect of how we make decisions and how we have conversations with people is so critical. Uh, yeah. That, that is the lacking part, right? And that's why just starting with the, the whole self-awareness is that people just aren't aware that they're not showing up as the best person. I was told before that there was a time where, you know, they called it, you, know, you need to be more of a jerk. And that wasn't quite the words they used. But basically, you need to take a jerk pill or, you know, show up differently and come in there and be more aggressive. Well, that's not who I am. And I hated that. And, you know, and it really made me kind of, understand like okay so I don't want to be like that I know I don't need to be like that mm. so then how does it work then what do you do you're in that culture well I got three things and I was just thinking about this this week you have to give feedback you can be assertive and that's kind of like my number two. First thing is just be kind you can never go wrong and say well geez I look back at my career and I was a little too kind I don't think, I don't think I'm ever going to say that I don't you don't I don't I've never heard anyone say that <laughs> well, I think too good to people I think I should have been more of a jerk I don't, you know, I've never heard anybody talk like that, but yet I, I hear people say you need to be harder on her or him. And so it, it's just a misrepresentation. I think it's because there's just a lack of understanding of how to show up and how to have that conversation. So first of all, be kind and then yeah, be assertive and being assertive to me. The third thing is just being truthful because sometimes the truth is difficult to deliver. So we, we skirt around it and it's just, just, Keep those three things in mind. Am I being kind? You know, am I being assertive? Being in the fact of respectfully assertive, and then just just being truthful. Have that conversation. Play it out. And you don't know. You don't know. Like, don't create the story. We create the story, and it's kind of like, okay, so did you talk to the person? Well, no, I haven't talked to him, but I, I know that person. And that's what happened. <laughs> well, that comes down to a little acronym that you could use, Trevor, called CAT. K A T. CAT. That's the cat, kind, assertive, and truthful, because it comes down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
it's the cat you know we and you know whether you're a cat or a dog lover it doesn't matter but um <laughs> In a way, they are a pet, and there's so much research now on the benefit of a pet in relationships, in in longevity, in helping you live a more healthier life, in in having uh, company. So it's around connecting, isn't it? I think yes. this is all around how we connect with people. Are we empathetic? Are we kind? Are we on task as well? And do we have the best? intention for whatever the project or the job or the organization or the business do we have the best intention in place so i like your cat so <laughs> that's a rock star strategy bring the cat out in you i like that <laughs> and the other thing i heard you say uh just before was that you know judging is poison i listeners have heard me say before that every now and then uh, I hear myself say, uh-oh, there's Judy. Now, we all know the TV program, Judge Judy. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And she has some fine skills, doesn't she? She has some fantastic skills, but she's very pragmatic as well. She's quite assertive. And then you get the glimpse of the empathy every now and then. So when I listen to myself and I go, oh, oh there's Judge Judy. You better park her away or find out what it is that was the trigger for you. Yes. Yeah. So thank that's, you for that. That's very scary because and then that's one thing I've been practicing. Like it just seems that you know I I make better choices than I did even five years ago because I know better. Like I know tomorrow will be a little bit better because I'm gonna learn something today <laughs> and I try to do that a little bit less tomorrow. But what I've been doing lately is that you know if, if I'm reading an article that I don't agree with or like not that I don't agree with but maybe that I'm just judging in some way whether it's the author or whether it's someone speaking. I just try to catch myself. It's like, why am I doing that? Like, why am I having those feelings? And then sometimes it relates back to yourself. That comes back to the self-awareness. And that's, it's a good trigger point just to say, well, if I'm judging something else, where's my own lack? You know, where is something else that maybe I just haven't done? And is that coming from a spot of jealousy or mm -hmm. just not from, from a pure place? Again, if it's coming from a kind place, then it's pretty hard to judge. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, they got a different opinion. That's okay but I'm going to do my thing. They can do their thing. That's okay. <laughs> Look, Trevor, would you have had a favorite author or a favorite quote or an incident in your life that really has impacted you, your daily mantra now, your daily routine, you know, has it affected your CAT? You know, this notion of being kind, <laughs> assertive and truthful. Would there be something that's, that sits behind everything and you tap back into that. Yeah, it's it's a journey, Carrie. And I do book reports every month. I, I do love to read. But when I first switched jobs or, or went off on my own and, and got the courage to do this, it was Simon Sinek when he came out with Start With Why. Mm. And you know, it's 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 a classic now and he's really evolved it. And that was at one stage of my life. And you know, I talked about from my group, Operations Kickstart. And it, I've reflected a lot about the, even the word within my own company, Kickstart. And Brene Brown and, and her breakthrough on Dare to Lead, obviously she's had a lot of good material, but you know, just having that call to courage of getting in the arena. And uh, if you're gonna be in the, that whole concept that, that she carries on, definitely been a lot of inspiration for me and, and self-reflection of my own story, right? Um, you know, when we create these stories, they're not there. 
And mm -hmm. I think the more we can let go of those stories and, and whether it's the Judge Judy thing that you do, Carrie, or <laughs> it's just kind of the, the story. So definitely, I mean, she's got a lot of different quotes out there, but I definitely respect what she's done and it's definitely affected me personally. And I find a lot of the women authors, like Mel Robbins, Five Second Rule, you know, all those different, you know, there's been so many uh, strong things. And women in manufacturing have, have, is definitely a, a minority. And I definitely mm. see that that, needs, that will be leveled out very soon. And I think as this technology grows, it's only going to uh, the whole emotional intelligence, how we show up, understanding others, being empathetic, and really getting that, discretionary effort out of people to get that engagement mm. but how they do it together is the difference is the magic ah we've come back to connection haven't we you know we, we shine the light on on our relationships and how we go about connecting when you can use your be kind be assertive and be truthful that's all about our connections and relationships for, for thriving in our life and work I was thinking about manufacturing and I don't know a great deal of it um, myself. Would there be a current invention or innovation that has absolutely blown your mind away for its potential? There's something new every day. And I think like for my vision, I, I really haven't focused on it. Uh -huh. uh, I think it's because with what I see are the people and everything's behind the people. And I have a hard time really differentiating the technology because it's like, oh yeah, well, we can do that now. Not surprising because we keep on evolving that way. And I'm such in this space of just observing people and looking at the interactions and really, you know, and even just some of the surveys of saying, well, why would you want to work in manufacturing? And when you hear it's, it's a burnout area, it doesn't have to be that way. It's those are choices. We're we're choosing to show up that way, and there's some great manufacturing plants that aren't doing that, and that they're, you know, focusing on the people, and you know, understanding the work-life balance, and understanding, hey, if the best employee that you have is the one that's in the house, as soon as you start looking outside to replace someone, what have you done to really have that conversation to, to open that up? That is really very insightful because change is all around us it's going to be continue to happen all the time there's something new i'm not sure of the statistics on how many apps are produced or go online in the apple shop each day but i i know that it's just astronomical what's happening but the common part of all this is that we're people people are involved people are our business and it's how we treat each other uh, because, you know, we are in the box a long time. Our life is infinite. We're in the ground or wherever we're going, we're there for a long time. It's what happens after we go that's going to be interesting. You know, what legacy do we leave? Because I, I firmly believe yeah. we have the responsibility to, you know, to grow leaders who are greater than us. You know, to, to help people see their life as just a minute goodness that has has an effect and that and that is i remember one of my mentors saying that to me and i remember thank, just thanking him for some of his mentorship he's just like that, that's my job like is this a knock down the roadblocks see see what support you have what do you need to be successful and you know how, how do you reach your goals if i do that then you'll be successful then you know we're going to support the team and we're you know fix what bugs you and, and and just focus on those things but having those conversations having that mindset that 
I am supported. Yeah. And, uh, and just that level of trust. And that's not, that's, that is still an underlying issue in, in many organizations. And mm. once you start all that, the numbers will come. <laughs> Tell me a bit about how you got the rock star title. It was, it was a turning point for me. And it was a, one of my mentors that uh, it was, a, it was a new plant manager that came in in a large manufacturing plant in Canada. And, um, basically, we, we had a lot of uh, re rework parts that need to be fixed over after they've been made the first time. And we just we, we implemented this program called Get Quality Right the first time. Simple as it sounds. But basically, I was taken out of my regular operation to facilitate a group of team members and engineers and managers and, and figure out how we're going to change the way that we operate. And it was at that, that was a defining point for me where I realized that facilitating a group of people that aren't talking to get the uncomfortable issues out on the table uh. is, is a skill. And I didn't really know why I had that. And uh, we, we definitely got discretionary effort out of everybody. And it was one of those times where it was like, that's, that might be it for me. Like, I don't know what's ahead of me, but I know that is a defining moment that changed who I am. And really, I think it helped me go down the personal vulnerability of, okay, so I did that. That was good. Now, what do I need to change within myself? Because I see that by helping others see themselves different, I can make a difference, but you got to work on yourself first. So it's been, uh, yeah, that, that's, so he basically, uh, that was his compliment to me at the end. So, I mean, that, that to me was worth some gold and it's helped me show up as my best self. Yeah. And do you have a theme song? Do you have a bit of music that plays when you think about the rock star? You got a favorite tune? Oh, now we can have a whole podcast on that, Carrie. I'm, I am a, an old '80s rocker at heart, and this hair used to be a lot longer. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I definitely like my music. Now, spending some time down in the states here, you definitely get into the country a little bit more. But I'll always be a rock star at heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that type of comment sticks with you, doesn't it? So um, I'm glad I asked you the question uh, because. It's something that sticks with you now. You know, it was a realization, oh, I didn't know I had this in me. Um, this is what I'm going to do. It fits nicely into your value system. You care about people. And it fits, fits so well with your cat, with, with your acronym. <laughs> so Trevor, with all our podcasts, we usually round up our, our chat today with um, a call to action for our listeners. So listeners, you've had some great insights from Trevor today around his own mantra in how he treats people and how he wants to show up each day in the work that he does about being kind, assertive and truthful. And he looks at his why and Simon Senek has been an influence as has Brene Brown's work and many others. And for us all as individuals, we have particular people that have an impact on the way we think and, and what we pick up but I do love the notion of the rock star. So your call to action this week is what rock star show are you putting on? What do people see you do when you're in that rocking place of being the best you? I, I had never done it before. So it comes back to that saying too of, you know, to do, to accomplish something that you, you've never accomplished, you got to do something you've never done before. So when you get asked for that opportunity, I said yes, and it changed my whole life. So, I mean, I know there's been books written on that too, but it's just taking that thing, it's a little, un you know, it's uncomfortable, but hey, let's try it and see what happens. 
Fantastic. Thank you for that. If you would like to know more about what Trevor does, uh, what's your best contact, Trevor? I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, it's a great, uh, great platform. And then I have my uh, website, trevoroperationskickstart.com and, uh, and Twitter at Trevor Blondiel. Thank you. And if you would like to know more about what I do as a leadership coach, pop on to carriebenedette.com. Always a pleasure. I love the fact that we are now around the world, one of my favourite, favourite countries in the whole wide world. I think Aussies have a love affair with Canadians anyway, and I know that there was a large group of firefighters who have, who have arrived on our shores to help us with this horrendous summer that we're having here in Australia at the moment. So on um, my behalf and on Aussie's behalf, we'll thank the Canadians through you, Trevor. Um, <laughs> Uh, listeners, pop on to Thriving Matters podcast. We always love a thumbs up. It gives us feedback. We love doing this for you. And uh, if you're trying to work out what it is that is happening for you in your life, why not try Trevor's Cat? Pull out your rock star element. A new decade is upon us. So we will talk again, hopefully, Trevor. Love to you and all yours in Canada. Thank you for being my guest this morning.